Hey, what's up, guys? It's your boys, John Lee. And Jack Coglin. And welcome to another episode of Courtside Eclipse Nation podcast. Today, we're going to discuss the Paul George injury update, as well as the statuses of the other injured stars. Do a little Twitter Q&A, and as usual, throw down our weekly wager. Jack, you ready to get into it? Oh, I'm ready. This is going to be a fun episode. PG is back. Yes, sir. And that's exactly what we're going to lead off with. So there's a lot of anticipation uh, leading up to this day. We saw PG work out for the first time before a game since he got injured in December. Um, He is officially listed as questionable for tomorrow's game versus Utah, but um, he took part in practice on Thursday of last week. Uh, and per Ty Lue, he's not feeling any pain in his elbow. He also practiced on Sunday and Monday, the day we're recording this. And also uh, the Clippers Twitter account posted a picture of him dunking and running a fast break with Zoo, where it looked like he was running with the starters. It's all just leaning towards um, a return for PG tomorrow. Um, and Tomer Azardley of Clutch Points also reported that uh, the Clippers are hopeful that he will return tomorrow versus Utah. So, Jack, that's a lot of stuff to get in. I don't know if it's a lot, but it kind of felt like it just snowballed all at once. Just a plethora of good news. Uh, what are your thoughts on PG returning potentially tomorrow or maybe Thursday? Oh, I am so excited. This has been a long time coming. We are just every single Clipper fan is just so, so excited for this. And today it kind of came in bits. It, it, you know, the first report was like, oh yeah, you know, he should hopefully maybe return this week if all goes well. And then the next one was like, oh, he's returning this week. And then the next one was like, oh yeah, he's like really, really soon. It could be any game. And then it's like, he's questionable for tomorrow's game. So not even this week, it could just be this next day tomorrow. So I am so excited. I, I hope he plays. I hope all goes well and he stays healthy. And there's still, you know, a couple of weeks left, so he'll get some time to ramp up. And, you know, if he stays healthy, ready for that plan tourney. And I remember when, you know, we were looking forward to that one day of him, of when we were going to get that update earlier this month. And it kind of came out saying like, oh, we don't really know. We're just going to wait it out a bit more. And everyone was really sad and disappointed. And they were like, oh, it's over. But he's coming back. It's not over. We're getting PG back. So I'm hyped. Yeah, that MRI was actually about a month ago. It feels like it does feel like it was a month ago. That that was a long time and a bit. It was de- definitely disappointing at the time. But hey, better late than never. And uh, I'm curious to see how he's going to do once he comes back. Uh, we're all assuming he's going to be on a minutes restriction, as he should be. Um, and I thought one thing that was interesting, when we first saw him shooting with his right hand, he had a brace, or not a brace, he had a sleeve on his right elbow. And then as time went on, we didn't see that sleeve anymore. We didn't see it in his pregame workout, and then we haven't seen it in the practice, so... I guess he really isn't feeling any pain and barring any setbacks. I believe um, he should play tomorrow, which would be great. The Clippers will have potentially a starting lineup of Reggie, PG, uh, Nico, 
Marcus Morris and Zoo, which they haven't seen since the opening opening night against Memphis. That is a really big lineup. Uh, even Reggie, even with his wingspan, there's a lot of length there. And then plus you got Rocco off the bench, who's also dealing with some with a hand injury. He had a sprained right hand, but he played through it against Philly, so I guess it's okay for him to play with. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward. Also, to and it. real quick, it, you said. Oh, sorry. You said real quick, it's his right elbow, right? That's injured? Yes. So it's interesting. He usually has his arm sleeve on his left arm. Maybe it switches to the right arm. Maybe he goes double sleeve. This is actually a very intriguing thing to look forward to for his first game back. Is Does he rock double sleeve or just one sleeve? Which arm will it be on? They need to put some money on what it could be. I'm not a fan of the double sleeve, to be honest. I don't think any. I don't think anyone's ever needed a double sleeve. Roko rocks a double sleeve. Uh, I'm pretty now, sure Dwight Howard used to watch. Used to rock a double sleeve. Yeah, his were sick the though, the Adidas ones. But yeah, those look cool. I don't. I don't think it matters what sleeve he wears it on, but or what arm he wears it on. But I think the fact that he just doesn't have to wear one is a good sign. And that he's not feeling any pain with it. I, I kind of wonder if they did get a second MRI because I thought that they would just to confirm that everything's good, but we haven't heard anything of that. So I don't know, maybe look out for that news uh, in the future. But I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see him play. Uh, I really hope it's tomorrow. I'll be there tomorrow. Jack, you might be there tomorrow too. So I might be. And, and hey, John just wanted to say live on the air. Congrats on that media credential, baby. Oh, you may have gotten you. blown out in your first game, so you may be bad luck, but proud of you, man. You deserve it. Thanks for putting that out there, but yeah. Yeah, I had to. I had to. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, but <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, Jack. I appreciate it. Um, of course. Yeah, it's going to be sick. Uh, it's going to be cool. It was really cool. I, I met some of the other pod guys, uh, Joseph Fry Ward from Clipset, uh, Shap from Lob the Jam, the podcast. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, Joey Lynn from SI showing me around. It was it was a really good time. I can't wait for the next time. And God, man, PG's back. It's crazy. Three three months. Sir. Three months it's Sheesh. been since we've seen this man. And uh, so if he returns tomorrow, he should get about if he doesn't um if he doesn't play in back to backs, I believe he should play about six games. And I want to say he'll have a minutes restriction in the first three and then maybe it'll go up to like 32 and then eventually 36 the last two but we'll have to see from there that's going to be something to look out for Um, i still remember christmas morning opening up my present getting a paul george jersey with uh you know the new mixtape jersey or the you know the 75 anniversary jerseys with the light blue that looks beautiful opening up my paul george jersey less than 30 minutes later the Woj tweet announcing his injury. So we've been, it's been a long time since then. So he's finally back. That is a crazy Jack curse moment. We apologize yes. for nation for that. I'll Jack try not to ever get a Clippers Jersey again. Yeah. Um, anyway, any, uh, anything else from you regarding PG before we move on? I'm just excited to see that first tween hezzy step back three on the left side from him. That's I'm just excited to see him hoop, man. Yeah. Just also basketball already so smooth and silky. I'm just excited to see it. Yeah. I, I, I honestly can't wait to see how much it impacts Luke Kennard 
because Luke's just been going through a bit of a slump lately. There, I think he's he's just fatigued. He got some shots up after last game, um, and they're, the defenders are closing out to him a lot quicker, and they're cutting him off, top blocking him. So I can't wait to see him with PG more. Him setting screens for PG, I feel like that's going to be tough to to defend because uh, you got to worry about two shooters. Uh, one of them with size and PG, so that's going to be exciting. Uh, let's move on to Norman Powell. Uh, he's been out of his boot for a little bit. Uh, Tyloo said that he was able to do some stuff on the court, nothing that really involves contact, but he is on the floor a, a little bit, and he's doing a little bit of shooting. And then today on his Instagram story, you could see him. He was on the exercise bike. So at least he's getting some cardio in. He's getting some shots up. He's not doing contact, which makes me think he, he probably has maybe two weeks left to return, and that doesn't seem like much time, but I think he, he will return. Uh Jack, what do you, what do you think on the status of Norman Powell so far? Yeah, it seems like you know it's it's going as planned, and it doesn't seem like there's too many setbacks or anything. It seems like it's all going according to the initial diagnosis of his injury, and we still haven't seen Paul George and Norman play together, which is just like a weird thing to think about. So hopefully he can return soon, and they can get some you know some chemistry flowing before the play in. Um, and I'm not sure, you know, what Norman Powell's minutes restriction will be. So hopefully they can get some games under their belt together before the play-in and just get that chemistry going. But, yeah, it looks like he's progressing well. So hopefully soon enough, maybe, you know, maybe next week will be the week that they say that Norman Powell's returning. So slowly but surely we're, we're getting the guys back. And then after Norm, you know, PG, then Norm, and then there's only one more left, John. Yeah. There's only one more left. Yeah, that's a good segue. And – uh, one more thing on Norm, when he comes back, that's a good that's a good thing you said about the chemistry because that's something I'm gonna look out for. Norm is are is gonna be their second best player, I would think, even with Reggie and Marcus in the lineup. So I'm kind of interested to see what lineups they'll use him with. Maybe stagger him and Marcus or him and Reggie with the second unit, and then you could have PG and Marcus or PG and Reggie. Uh, in the other unit. So you have two primary playmakers on the court at all times. And also that just says how deep this team is. Uh, they have a lot of weapons on that team. So I'm curious to see how that's going to be. Uh, and in terms of Kawhi, uh, when asked about an update on him, Tyloo just said no. In terms of no, there was no update from him. And I really don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if it's smart to bring back your best player off a torn ACL with no ramp up, but they there's, they're still trying to get him back. And I don't know if they're just going to drop him in the play in or, Hey, once the play in passes, it'll be nine months since he tore his ACL. So that's kind of uh, an early recovery time. I don't know, Jack, Do, what are your thoughts on bringing Kawhi back? Are you for it or would you rather play it safe? I mean, it's looking unlikely based off the recent reports. It doesn't seem like he'll be coming back, but then again, you never know with Kawhi. You literally never know that bomb could just drop out of nowhere anytime. Of course, I would love, love, love for him to return as quick as possible, but health number one, you know, there's no need to, to rush him or force him back. And it's so weird with the play in turn too. It's not like, it's a first round playoff series. So you're like, Oh, you know, maybe he could return by like game three or four. It's like, it's one game or for the Clippers sake, since they'll probably be the eighth seed, you'll get two games. 
So it's just a weird thing. It's, it's, it's different. So you kind of got to just val- see how much you value this one or two playing games, but I don't think the Clippers will force him back. I think they're just going to make sure he's a hundred percent good, but, but yeah, it's looking unlikely that he'll return this season. Isn't it weird how many stars are in a similar timeline to return right before the playoffs, like Kawhi Powell, PG, then you got Jamal Murray, Steph's foot, Ben Simmons, yeah. uh, Ben Simmons back. It's really weird how all, or it's there's just more talk about it just because they want to see them back by the playoffs. But it's crazy how how many of these guys are are trying to get back, and it's they're all gonna have such a small window to get reps under them. So also yeah, that's and even really also Robert Williams now who just got injured and now he's out with a torn meniscus. So. He, they say minimally will miss several weeks, so could return for playoffs, could not. So yeah, it's weird. All these, all these kind of play, all these big players for teams are just you know right at the start of the playoffs. You don't know if they'll be back. It's a, it is a weird, weird time. Yeah, and oh, and Jaw in his knee, he's going to get reevaluated. Ah, true. So Man. also, what's interesting about that, the Grizzlies are the two seed, uh, and they're four games ahead of the Warriors. So. I think it's looking likely that if the Clippers were to win the first playoff, uh, the sorry, the first play-in game, given they stay in that eighth spot, they would most likely play the Grizzlies. And they don't know what's going to happen with Jaw out. But the Grizzlies are still good without Jaw. They they keep winning without him. Even dur- before the season, they're winning without him. So that is something to look out for. And then if they lose that first game and win the second game, they would go against Phoenix, who has their guys uh chris paul just came back so it's going to be really interesting i'm not sure about the warriors if they're gonna end up playing them they're only two games up on dallas uh with the three seeds so that whole that whole thing is just like a hodgepodge of stuff so we'll we'll have to like thank you i know i graduated but yeah the west playoffs and the east playoffs the all the seeding is really weird because it can all change drastically yeah and like you said could play the Suns, and it would be really, really funny. Well, not funny. It would just be weird if we had a rematch of last year, the Clippers without Kawhi versus the Suns, and instead of the Western Conference Finals, it's the first round. First round that yeah. would be just really odd. And then playing Memphis, you know, it, it's a if they have Jaw, we match up pretty bad with them. They usually beat us in the regular season. But then at the same time, like, they're not super experienced with the playoffs. But then if they don't have Jaw and we don't have Kawhi, that would actually be a, like a really fun series. And could, we could definitely take that, you know, if they're missing jaw, maybe even for like a couple games, like who knows, but yeah, I'm hoping everyone can stay healthy in the NBA. Obviously I'm not wishing for any injuries for any players, any team we're facing in the playoffs, but yeah, a lot of interesting things can happen. That's the NBA for you. Yeah. That uh, hopefully we'll have a preview um, of a playoff series, given the Clippers can win their playoff game because uh, that'd be a fun episode, and plus we could just talk about how much the Grizzlies scare me uh, in terms of jaw and that pick and roll and, and the Clippers defending guards and their poor rebounding. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, other than that, any concerns in regards to how little time these guys have before they return? PG, probably going to come back tomorrow. Uh, Powell, we don't know yet. He'll have very little time. Uh, you and I both talked about the chemistry is going to be kind of weird. Uh, you got to kind of get used to it. Powell was the best player during the three games he played. 
and then you got to bring back PG. I, I think PG would be fine right now returning with this lineup. I think when you put him and Powell together, that chemistry is going to get weird because you're shifting hierarchies all over the place. All of a sudden, Reggie and Morris were one and two. Now they slide back down to three and four, and they're doing it to guys who are coming off injuries who may be rusty to, to start. So you got to hope for a safe ramp up. Uh, we'll see some minutes restrictions. And yeah, it's going to be weird. Jack, what are your thoughts on the chemistry in terms of those guys returning? Yeah, you know, it chemistry matters in the NBA for sure. And and getting reps in matters. You can't just throw all these good players together, you know, right for the play in and just think it's all going to go perfect. Like they got to get the reps in, got to know how each other plays and, and, you know, get the build that chemistry. So I definitely hope we can get a few games of them playing together because they're both going to be very important for the plan. And then, like you said about the role guys, like Reggie and Marcus and other guys who, you know, with PG and Norm coming back, may have to take a step back as opposed to playing without them. So they'll have to learn that, you know, PG and Norm will have to get back to playing and being in game shape and all of that. So yeah, everyone's going to have to adjust. Even Ty Lue's going to have to adjust with the new team and because he's got to probably only going to have a few games with them all together to see who fits where and where Norm can fit and where PG can fit and Marcus, Reggie, all of them to see where they can fit together. So hopefully, you know, we can do our best with the time given. But like we said, I mean, we got no pressure going into this playoffs. It's not like we're going in saying we have to win it all or it's a bust. You know, we got a lot of injuries. It's been a rough year. So at the end of the day, you know, we got no real pressure coming. Not like last year when we had all the pressure in the world. So I think it'll be nice for the guys to play loose and free in the play-in and then hopefully the playoffs. And I'm just, you know, just hoping we can get as many reps in as possible before then. Um, Do you think there's two little games remaining? So like not enough ramp up for these guys. Does that worry you a little bit? A little bit. It is, it is the end of the season. So building that chemistry and, and ramping up is definitely, is definitely not a lot of time, but these guys are pros. So I, I think they can still, pull it out. What do you think about it? Um, I think for Kawhi, it scares me that there's a possibility that they could just drop him in with no, no regular season play. Cause that's the highest intensity of basketball you're going to go into and you're not used, to, you haven't even played a game and this is your future and this is coming off a major surgery. So, or at least I don't, we don't know if it's, it was a partial surgery uh, reconstruction or full, but uh, I'm more confident that PG is going to get some games under him. Powell, a little concerned just because I don't think he's that close or he's a little close, but I don't, I think he only has about like two games he could possibly play in. So I I don't know. I, I think it's going to be tough. And then plus I think we're going to see some rust. I don't think people should expect PG to just be firing away uh, right off the bat. Even though to start his Clippers tenure, he did go for 37 and then 33, his first or the opposite, his first two games coming off double shoulder surgery. I think this is a little different, but um, it kind of it's kind of tough, but I'm hoping it can work out for them. But I'm always a cautious person. So um, if if it were up to me, I would have shut down Kawhi by now, but. There's a reason I'm not a GM or a doctor. So, you well, know, there you go. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, um, also with the returns of PG and possibly Norm, this roster becomes even deeper. So, 
that starting lineup we mentioned. So let's get let's say everyone besides Kawhi comes back. Then you're gonna start. This is what I think. It'll be Reggie, Norm, PG, Morris, and Zoo. And then off your bench, you'll probably have Man, uh, Kennard, Nico, Rocco, and Hartenstein. And then you have a guy, and that's if you play five off the bench. And then your 11th guy is Amir Coffee, who, congratulations, just signed um, yeah, a standard well NBA deserved. contract. Yes, well-deserved. And also, uh, congratulations to Xavier Moon. Uh, I really like his game. He got signed for the rest of the season on a two-way. He's uh, He can uh, get downhill, shifty a little bit. He's got that off-the-dribble game, that mid-range. It's pretty nice. I want to. I do want to see him play some, uh, just because they don't really have a real backup point guard. But I bet at the end of the year, if when yeah, we, like officially sure. get locked into the eight seed, he'll definitely begin some minutes. Yeah, but that that's a really deep team. Tyloo's gonna have a lot of um, decisions he has to make, especially because when you're in the playoffs, I don't know if you necessarily need all five off the bench. You kind of need three to four, I would say. Sometimes. Some coaches will go as low as two, but that's still crazy. Um, yeah, Jack, what would your rotation be, given everyone besides Kawhi was healthy? I would say PG, Reggie, Norman. PG, Reggie, Norman. And then... The four spots tough for me. Yeah. Um, okay, well, Reggie, Norm, PG... Probably more starting, mm-hmm. I would think. And then Zoo, of course, starting. Then, yeah, you got your man, Kennard, Rocco, Hardenstein, and Batum. But then you also got Coffee. So where does Coffee come in? I think, I think, he, tough. I don't think Coffee would play in the playoffs to be, and let's think. And, and if all those guys are healthy, he, the only, to me, the only reason he would play is because Luke's not shooting well. And you need you still need a longer defender, and maybe he's shooting a little better. That's the only reason why I could think it why he would play, or they don't want to go a five, and then they they slot him in as a wing. But even then, still got Nico and Rocco there, and even those guys, you can make an argument um, to start over Marcus. But it's gonna it's gonna be a a lot of decisions for Ty Lu, especially going into the plane. He's not getting a large sample size of all this, and all these guys coming off injury. So it's going to be really tough for him. Hey, well, good thing we got the best coach in the NBA to handle it. That's true. I'm glad we don't have to do that, but yeah, but it is the play. And, you know, we can't go down to, can't go down to 2 like he was saying. Yeah. And that play, the play in the, we got to watch out for the Pelicans. They have, oh yeah, a pretty good uh, or a pretty favorable schedule. Just from what I've seen, they're going to play the Lakers again. They're going to play the Blazers twice, and they're going to play the Clippers on Sunday. So they can control their own faith. They go on a streak, and the Clippers have a pretty tough schedule. They got Utah tomorrow. They got Milwaukee and Chicago, and then they got the Pelicans. Uh, it's And then they got Phoenix. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, they have a four-game lead currently. I'm interested to see if they can keep it. If PG comes back, I think that could help them. Uh, it'll give them a little more of a cushion if they could uh, get some of the wins against the higher end East teams. But yeah, we'll, we'll see there when we get there. Um, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with our Twitter Q and a. All right, guys. And we're back. So Jack tweeted out, if you guys had any questions for us 
uh, for the pod. And thank you. Thank you all for participating in that. It's really fun to interact with all you. Um, and we're going to lay out some of those questions right now. So Jack's going to lead us. Jack, you ready? I'm ready. So the first one coming from Paula Samalax. I'm sorry if I butchered that. I'm probably going to butcher everyone's. So, John, which player has made the biggest impact on the team this season? Go. Oh, that's tough. Uh, it kind of feels like every there's been a different player each part of the season. You know what I mean? Like at first it was like Luke, uh, and then Hart, and then Coffee was like the best player at one point. But I Norman Powell for two games. Yeah, yeah, for like three games. I but <laughs> I, God, I've been I've been a huge T man bandwagoner this lately but i kind of want to go with someone else just but i still love team man i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with roko even though he hasn't been with the team often he's wow i think he's been nico i think he's been a little better than nico since he's been here i his hands quick his three solid he's rebounding uh, even if he's not in position, he can knock the ball away and get a tip out. He's in the right spots defensively. I honestly just do not know why there's not more time for him. Actually, no, I can kind of understand that because it's pretty deep, but I love when he's on the court. Like I always feel like the Clippers are going to be a plus positive whenever he's there. He can check one through five. He's part of the reason why you can go small ball. Um, I like his three-point shooting. But yeah, that and also I want to shout out Marcus Morris. I feel like he's been steady the whole season. It, it may not be like the biggest impact, but you kind of need someone to, to be there as a, your rock. That's someone you could feed the ball to and you know what you're going to get from them. And I think he's having his best season as a Clipper. But yeah, it, it's pretty biased of me because I feel like I, I've become like a huge Rocco fan, but I'm going with Rocco. What about you? Okay, well, speaking of Marcus Morris, I had the chance to meet him on Saturday. He was oh he was yeah, training. yeah, he was really he was training. He's a super nice guy. I told him just you know Clipper Nation loves him and shout out to him in that playoff run last year and how and you amazing cried. that was. No, I did not cry and ball my eyes out to him. That that did not occur. But and his little kid was there. Baby Marcus was there and he was playing with him and it was it was adorable. Yeah, super nice guy though. He's massive in person, massive. Ah, uh, bro, like Marcus, six, not, not his kid. Yeah, yeah, he's he's huge. His legs are huge too. But okay, so <laughs> I, I I was thinking about this, and I was gonna go with like, you know, a, a cool answer and say like Ty Lu, which you know that, that that I'm not gonna go with that though. What I'm gonna go with is when you think of the Clippers without PG, without Kawhi, you just you immediately your mind goes to Reggie, man. He is just obviously, you know, everyone's going to have a good game. It's not always going to be Reggie leading the team. It's not always going to be the same person. Everyone's going to have, you know, be the top scorer in a game. Obviously, Marcus is, happens a lot. But with the Reggie chance, he's just become such a fan favorite starting point guard. I feel like just all the crazy games that happened this year, it's started and finished with him. He's had some. Some off games, but when you think of this Clippers team, 
without Kawhi and PG. You just your mind goes to Reggie. So I'm gonna go Reggie. He's really stuck it out as you know, kind of being forced into like a first, second option role on this team the whole entire year. And he plays almost every single game. So I'm going with him. Honestly, that's a good that's a good pick. I I, I need to give Reggie more respect because there there were a lot of games where it felt like you couldn't rest. Like he had to play 40 minutes because you had no other ball yep. handler, uh, especially when Bledsoe left. Uh, and he's the only one that can really work a pick and roll and make it and is an actual threat in that. So that's a good pick. But I'm sticking with Rocco. Okay, I like it. I like it. On to the next one. Thank you for the question, Paula. This one coming from NBA Info NBA. Would you want Kawhi to return this season or just let him rest up until next season, which we kind of talked about? But then a second part, if yes, how much of a chance are you giving them versus Suns or Grizzlies in round one? Um, I think I said it earlier. If it were up to me, I would have shut him down just because there's it doesn't seem like he's close. There's not much time left, but the fan in me wants him back. And so for the sake of that, I'm going to answer the second question. So let's say yes. Let's say yes, I do want him back, even though I don't think it's really responsible to do it without ramp up. Um, versus the Suns, I think the Suns are hooping right now. And they have they are beyond they have hooping. weapons like everywhere. They got um, CP will dice you in a pick and roll. I think if uh, you go small, you can switch everything. You could uh, mitigate some of that, and I think that would be helpful. I think Booker's playing at a super high level. And, but, again, the length, the wings, the defenders, I think that is help. Um, that could help mitigate that. Um, Bridges is a good defender. I worry about him uh, if you all, um, taking out one of their defenders. And then you got Crowder. So you got either the ruggedness of Crowder, the more physical defender, and then you got the length of Bridges. Um going against Kawhi and PG, which is a def- definitely an interesting matchup, especially considering they're both hurt. Uh, I think versus the Suns. Oh, that's tough because they're they're balling. Um, can I go to you first on that one, then, then answer? Okay, yeah. So you're saying Clippers versus Suns with Kawhi playing? Yeah, let's do that one first, and then we'll move on okay. to the Grizzlies. Dang, I mean, like you said, the Suns are beyond hooping. And Kawhi is not at any time to really ramp up, get back into the, you know, game shape and have all, you know, have the chemistry and the reps. But at the end, man, we would be the team to do it, though. We would be the team to just kind of compile, throw everyone in at the last second and beat the team that's just been demolishing everyone this season. That's like I, I wouldn't if that happened, it'd be crazy, but it would make sense that the Clippers were the team to do that. And then the Sun slander would just be endless. But, man, the Suns are hooping. Being realistic, it would still be tough, even if we just threw them all together to come together at the last second and beat the team that's been slaughtering everyone. Now, if it was the Grizzlies and we threw it all together, I think we could definitely have a chance, and a lot better chance at least, at beating them in the Suns. But, yeah, like you said, it's just – it's really impossible to know. I think I know my answer. Scratcher. I think okay, I know my answer? answer. I think we have a better shot against the Suns than the Grizzlies, and I'll say why. Interesting. I think – Interesting. Okay, go. I think all the – I think the fact that the Clippers have all these big wings can help because the small ball, yeah, last year, Aiden punished, but Zoo also got hurt and couldn't play in the last game, so that also hurt, but you would have Zoo also. 
And I think having all those wings could help you mitigate, mitigate Chris Paul and take away the pick and roll from him. I think having all that length is going to make it tough on Booker and you're going to make the other guys. Um, you're going to have to make the other guys playmakers. And that's even, that's going to be tough. That's no guarantee. I think they could beat the Suns, but it would have to take seven games if Kawhi was there. And then the Grizzlies, I think the Grizzlies would beat them in like six, five or six. Okay. Just wow. because I, just because I think they don't have an answer for, they won't have an answer for jaw. Um, I think he's just like too explosive for them and too dynamic. Uh, and the Clippers usually struggle against younger teams because they're just a vet laden team. I think those younger teams with energy and pace uh, and this team rebounds um, and uh, Steven Adams would be a, um, a force on the rebound. You got to get out to Jackson at the three-point line. Uh, he has an improved handle now, too, so you have to have a, a bigger guy on him. So, uh, And Bain's hooping. They got uh, Melton off the bench, Tyce Jones. They got a lot of guys that, that were just playing. They play free and they play hard, and they're really skilled. So I don't know why they just worry. I don't know why they worry me more, um, but – and maybe also a little a little chip on their shoulder from getting knocked out from Phoenix last year. So that's what I'm gonna go with for my final answer. Okay, so what would you? What if we threw Kawhi in? We're fully healthy at the last second, and we played the Grizzlies without John Morant. What would oh, you without Jaw? Oh no, then I'm taking Clippers in five or six. Yeah, I'm taking Clippers a hundred thousand percent. There's n- yeah, we would, we would we would, even though the Grizzlies are playing great, if we just throw Kawhi PG Norm at the last thing, like. We're going to find a way to win that but, damn series. But that one would be, I feel like that series would be like a Dallas series. It, it would have, to, it would be a wake up call for the rest of the, the playoffs. And this is, we're, we're all saying this given that they're getting past, uh, they're getting past the play in. But that would be, I think that one would be tough. And then if they get past them, I think they're still going to, if you get past the Grizzlies or the Suns, you're not going to be the same team in the next round. I feel like you're going to be a little more banged up. Uh, and way more exhausted than another team that just went through a series. So, yeah. Okay, I, I so no let's say we pl- let's say we play the Grizzlies and Jaw plays Jaw misses the first three games and then he's on a minutes restriction for twenty four minutes in game four and then he's fully back in game five. Jesus, man. Um, I'm not. <laughs> this answering is the that. biggest hypothetical. I've I'm ever not answering that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you can answer that. No, I was, I was just kind of a joke. That's too much hypotheticalness. That's a word. Is that a word? Uh, we won't find out. It's fine. Okay. If that's a word, at me on Twitter and let me know. Hypotheticalness. Okay, next question. We'll move on from that. This one coming from Bo- Brock05. Is Terrence Mann the best player on this current non-healthy Clippers team when he plays aggressively. So is he the best player on the team when Kawhi, PG, and Norman Powell are out? John, yes or no? No, I don't even – he's probably like maybe third or fourth behind. I think it's still okay. uh, Reggie and Morris are still going to be the guys that are going to win you the game. I th- I think Reg – for me, it's – when Reggie is Reggie and he is uh, feeling himself, he's hitting threes. He's using the pick and roll, right? Hitting teammates. I think he's the best player. Now, Marcus will get you, sh- will get you buckets and stuff. But I think you can argue that Terrence Mann could make a little more impact just because he bring- 
he can bring pace to a game, um, especially if he's knocking down his shot. But I don't, I don't think he's the best player on this healthy on a non-healthy Clippers team. But he, I will say this season, I think he has been my favorite player, just because I've been yeah, rooting and for lately. Him. Yes, I've been rooting for him, and he's been put in so many different positions, and it feels like he's done well. Uh, there, I mean, obviously, there's hiccups at some point where he'll hesitate, or he just doesn't look. Um, we feel like he's not there yet, but this is only his second season of playing actual minutes. Uh, but yeah, he's not the he's not the best player on this uh, on this iteration of the Clippers, but he's one of the most important, I would say. With uh, up yeah, there with Luke I agree. I'd agree, and I remember at the beginning of the season, you know, of course, coming off that high from the playoffs and his big 39-point game and that game six against Utah, you know, we put a, a lot of high expectations on him. Everyone's saying that, oh, most improved player is a lock. He's going to take a huge leap, and I feel like a lot of us, including me, went a little bit overboard with that. So I remember at the start of the season and how it progressed, we were kind of like, oh, it's, it's a little bit disappointing. Even some people on, like, some NBA podcasts I listen to were saying – how he's been a bit disappointing and, but then he found his groove, you know, sometimes it just takes players a little bit to find their groove. And that's what he did, especially, you know, post those Maverick games, he's just been on another level with his aggression and confidence. So yeah, I'm loving what he's up to. I hope he just continues it for the rest of the season and the plane and everything. Yeah. He's, he's been looking good lately. So that's a good, I, I like the way you said it though. Yeah. That was an unf- he had unfair uh, expectations. I think it's fair to say that uh, he did he didn't deserve to get all that pressure on him, but I think he's made the most of what, uh, what was given to him. So uh, we can't, we can't knock that, that development that he's had this season. Okay. So this last question, we got two, two questions. questions. Yeah. So, yeah. This last two questions, but I'm going to make them into one. Cause there's basically they're asking a similar concept. So this first one from Yule homie, all the way in Singapore. Should up, the Clippers Yule? What up, Yule? Should the Clippers re-sign Jerome Robinson? And then the next one is coming from Max LACPG, who with the question, and I believe from Australia, he's saying should the Clippers sign Delhi, Matthew Della Vadova? So we're international. Interesting. Yeah, well, the pod is international, guys. Come on now. So very interesting, unique questions and specific players. John, Jerome, and Delhi. what are your thoughts? Uh, no to both. I'll, I'll make it simple. Uh, even though, shout out to Rome. He dropped 36 uh, last week as a member of the Santa Cruz Warriors on the Agua Caliente Clippers. Uh, also, I love Jerome uh, coming out of the draft. I don't know if I would have taken him over Michael Porter Jr., but here we are. But I don't think the Clippers need to get him. They already have Jay Scrub and Brandon Boston. Um. Yeah, and Powell, they got a bunch of wings that can score and guards that can score. They don't really need him or to develop him, I think. I think Boston's going to have a brighter future and a bigger role on a team going forward. So, no, I wouldn't sign him. And then should the Clippers sign – You don't sign... think the G League uh, unlocked no. him? No. I, ho- I hope he does well and he could sign somewhere, but the Clippers don't need him. They, they To me, they actually need like a point guard. Um, a point guard or a third center. And that'll take me to, should they sign Delhi? No, this man wasn't even in the league last year. I think he plays for Melbourne uh, right now. So shout out the Aussies, the Aussie fans. We love you. 
but I don't think they need to sign Delhi, even though he's a Ty Lue alumni. Um, they should probably just go for either younger point guard. And they just got, they just signed Xavier Moon for the rest of the season. I'd rather see a young guy get the opportunity uh, to prove himself, especially a guy with a little bit of juice in Moon. So that's my two cents. Fun on fact I'm half Australian. My dad is from Perth, Australia. So, oh, I does he have Australian. an accent? He does still have an accent, and I can do an accent too. You want to do it right now? Oh, man. I mean, I brought it up, so I got to do it. What's going on, guys? It's Jack Clippers here. We're here for another episode of Courtside, me and my boy John. No, we do not know if Kawhi is coming back or not, but we do know that Paul George is coming back hopefully tomorrow and this week. So, yeah, we're excited for it. Okay, and that's all you get. You put me on the spot. Um, God, I hope th- we delivered. This is why you're famous, man. This is why you still get royalties from Domino's. <laughs> God. That, Jack, that is elite. I couldn't have asked for a better co-host. I- I literally have a, co- a a commercial kid star with me. God. Oh no. Yes. Run it up, guys. No. I don't know what Domino's commercial it is, but he's in one. So go she look for left, it. She left me for the pizza, man. She left me for the pizza. It's all good. God. And shout out uh, Jack's sister. Uh, she's also in the rookie. Uh, on NBC yes. or ABC. I have to double check. I hope you know that when we talked about this on another episode. Her and my parents got mad at me for not knowing what channel was on. So now they're about to get mad at me again. I think it's NBC. So we're going to go with that, Tony. That's on me. So hopefully I'm not <laughs> wrong on that. And also accept Fun my fact. Link. My dad also uh, ratioed John on Twitter. Yeah. And he still hasn't accepted my LinkedIn request. So anyway, uh, let's move it's on, on ABC. <laughs> oh, my bad, Tony. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's move on to our weekly wager. And thank you guys for the questions. That was awesome. That was a lot of fun. Maybe yes. we'll do this again going forward. Uh, maybe yeah, we send any questions you want and whenever, whenever you want. Jack and I may need to get a little more of a following so we can get more questions, but we do love the questions that came in. Like those were fun, to, fun to answer. Those are good conversations. Yeah, good questions. So shout out to you guys. If we have it again, I really invite you guys to ask again. So on to the weekly wager, Jack, last week we made the bet that PG would play before April. The date today is Monday, March 28th, and it looks like Kawhi, or sorry, not Kawhi, PG will play tomorrow, the 29th versus Utah. And even if he doesn't play that, it seems like he would play the Thursday, which would be the 30th. So if that happens, I will be up for three on you in the weekly wager. So I'm happy to lose this weekly wager, to be honest. It's totally worth it for him to play. Yes, I'm also happy. The money is coming to me. The lead's coming to me, and Paul George is back. So for this weekly wager, we're going to do a special Paul George-themed wager in which in Paul George's first game, whether it be tomorrow or whatever, we're going to say over under 20 points in his first game back. Jack, what do you have? I am smashing the over oh of course he may be on a minutes restriction he probably will be on a minutes restriction we don't know what that will be like thinking maybe 24 ish minutes so that would be like six minutes a quarter don't know completely what it'll be that's just a guess but it'll be on a minutes restriction but hey i remember his first game as a clipper um when he played when he for his first game when he played against the hawks and he said, like, I'm back. And he had, like, a huge scoring outburst that game in very few minutes. So, 
I feel like he likes just making his comeback into, into a game. So I, I think he's going to feel good out there. I'm confident. I'm not going to be negative like I was for the last two weekly wagers. I'm going positive. Over 20 points. Run it. I love that, Jack. I'm going to have to go under, though. I think the minutes restriction, he's going to come back after three months off. He, I think he's going to be a little rusty. He's a, he's a tough shot taker and a tough shot maker, but I think he needs he needs a little more under him. I think he'll get 20 within his first three games. I just don't think it'll be his first. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go under Jack. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll say, I think he, I think he will get 17 points in his first game, five rebounds, three assists. We're not doing that, but that's just my prediction for his first game. So, yeah. So we'll see how that turns out. I I may take it a commanding five, three lead on this weekly wager, but you know, Ooh. that's how, that's how the so game. How many goes. weeks of the NBA season are left? Uh, I think it's just next week. Let me see. It should. Yeah. It should just be this week and then next week. So is this, do we have one more weekly wager after this or two? We got one, unless you want to extend it to the play in or extend it to the playoffs. As long as the Clippers, Ooh. or we could just like do it until the Clippers get uh until their season ends okay i like that yeah, we'll, yeah. Let's do it i'll give you a chance ends. okay i'll give you a chance because it seems like i'm gonna go five three appreciate and I feel it. Bad. yeah so <laughs> appreciate it <laughs> yeah hey and we still need uh suggestions on what the consequence should be for the weekly wager loser at the end of the season so send them to us on twitter i i did get an anonymous dm that said they wanted you to try uh the the last dab which is the hot sauce from hot ones they oh won- my god. They said the loser should probably eat a wing dipped in that. So that was from some oh someone that just goodness. DM'd this. I really may have to just die to hot sauce. That'll that'll oh man, this that'd be great to see. It'd be great television. Is, they they want to see me in pain. Yes, it'd be a lot of fun. Or I'll be in pain, man. It's fine. I could still come back. I could still come back. Yeah, exactly. It not be too much time, but it's still possible. Yeah, it could be one of us. Don't worry about it, man. I'm I'm sure you'll do fine. You won't do fine. Okay. But anyway, thank you guys for listening again. Uh, as always, like, subscribe, follow us, rate us, uh, tweet us, whatever you like. I appreciate you guys on the feedback from the last episode uh, for our all-time draft. Uh, I appreciate the comments, the votes. It was a lot of fun beating Jack in that as well, just like the weekly wagers. Am I right? That was a rig. <laughs> that was a rig poll. Yeah, I'm sure. Recount. I demand a recount. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, thank you guys so much for supporting. We love putting the content out for you. We wouldn't be the position, positions we are now without you guys. Um, as always, feel free to interact with us on Twitter. Jack, where can they find you at? They can find me at Jack Clippers on Twitter. Yep, and then you guys can find me at courtside underscore clips. So feel free, uh, talk to us, interact with our tweets. You know, say hi. We're friendly people. Uh, if we're at a game, uh, and you recognize this. I don't know if you do, but but uh, feel free to say hi or whatever. Um, and as always, that will do it for this episode. So as always, go Clips.